Welcome to a new episode of uh, Foodocracy for Her, uh, my chat show where I speak to uh, women entrepreneurs in the world and f- world of food and beverage, and get to you their uh, amazing stories. and And I think that there's a lot of inspiration, a lot of learnings in terms of what they've achieved, and more importantly, uh, how they've overcome obstacles. and And regardless of which gender we belong to, uh, what's the age group, which city, class, community, any any of that. And uh, today, I'm really, really excited to bring to you uh, Pooja Dhinga and, uh, from Mumbai. Uh, Facebook tells us, Memories tells us that we've known each other for about 10 to 11 years. Yeah. Right, Pooja? And, and uh, you know, your, your growth since then has been absolutely phenomenal. So I, I, I don't really know if one should do one of those things of introducing who you are or maybe let our, let our chat that right I, I think that uh, I, I think that's a good idea yeah thank makes, you for having makes, me I still, no, it's, remember, it's, yes. I still remember that day that we met so clearly because it was at Roshina's house 10 years ago around 10 years ago and um, my brother there was a book launch I don't remember that was happening yeah. in my brother I was doing the food and I got the dessert and I'll never forget it and it's the first time we met and you ate it and, and you know you were like I'm going to write I'm going to mention this in my blog and I still remember waking up the next day I was so excited to see it up there you know someone who had eaten it and written about it so yeah it will always be very special to me Did I say that? I'm, I'm going to speak about that on that blog <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound like me <laughs> yeah. Maybe. But, but, but I am because you know uh, you came with those uh, the pink boxes which, which are yes. so characteristic of you in fact you were talking about your, your label design recently on Instagram of the new uh, hot yeah. chocolate grains and, and, and I saw that so much thought goes into it because you said should I do clean design or you know slightly yeah. more um, uh, classic and I, I thought it was lovely design but but I've never seen uh, macarons before that and I knew the macaroons macaroons yeah. which you get in Irani cafes the more Italian side of it which uh, you know so I, I was really and, and that time there was no chocolate that day I think there was passion fruit and um, you know, uh, more exotic flavors. But what I do remember, more than saying I'm going to blog about it, is packing all the extras and taking them home. And uh, my wife's sort of a uh, non-dark dark chocolate flavor, as you know. Yeah. But but she loved them. And since then, of course, she's become a fan of your dark chocolate. Yeah, macarons, it's, a, it's, the birthdays, it's a birthday It's a birthday tradition. Yeah. Yes, the dark chocolate. Uh, and, and I remember whenever we travel anywhere across the world, whether it's Prague, Paris, when I've earlier been to um, you know, Sydney and Melbourne and trying macarons over there and uh, we all just compare it with yours and right up there. Thank you. But, Let me but it's, a, but it's a, an amazing journey and I remember at that time uh, La 15's uh, retail presence was primarily I think in, in store counters at Good Earth, right? Exactly, yeah. So uh, we st- I started actually baking from home and at that point when I met you was when we already had uh, one outlet, one small kiosk in Worli and uh, one kiosk in Good Earth, like down at the you know ground floor before you went to tasting room. So uh, we just sort of had a small central kitchen, a very small team. It was just around Diwali, I remember, and we were just try- you know trying to figure out what next. And it was uh, sometimes I feel like it was just yesterday, and then sometimes I feel like it was like a lifetime ago. So approximately what uh, ten years back? Ten years uh, back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, seems uh, amazing since then and uh, it's, it's just been like sometimes it feels like it's been one long day you know with a lot of like ups and downs but uh, yeah it's uh, it's been quite it's been quite an interesting journey so far and I remember at that time I was in market research and probably at Nielsen and I'd gone with some of my colleagues to tasting room for lunch in between the meetings and I saw your counter and I took everyone there and said we must try this thing out and then I packed it and bought from home and the first um, shop was the one at uh, just outside Palladium, outside the exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, I remember that because I think that was your first yeah. store, and there's a bit of a coming back story also there. Yeah, so Palladium always, you know, it held a very special place in my heart. I had just come back from Paris, and I was trying to figure out what to do with my life. And I would, you know, at that age, at 22, just be hanging around in the mall a lot, watching yeah. movies, and just you know, being with friends. And I would always dream of like one day I'm going to have a spot here, you know, one day I'm going to, and we used to go to Indigo Delhi a lot at that point. And I remember, you know, always sipping my coffee and looking out and thinking someday I'm going to have a spot here. And then, you know, as luck had it, um, I actually got a spot that I could see from Indigo Delhi. So I could actually (laughs) sit there and, and look at the shop. And many times, like when I think of like, 
you know, I have this uh, this belief or the saying of how thoughts thoughts become things. Um, you know, I, when I have really dark days and when I have days that I don't believe in what is happening, I have to remind myself of all these instances and be like, it works out. Yes, in fact, I remember that shop uh, very closely because uh, you know we were talking about the chocolate cake. So I must tell people about the story. Uh, this was uh, eight years back, I think. Yeah. So eight years back, uh, my wife's birthday, August, a couple of months back, and uh, suddenly on the day of the birthday, I realized that I'd not ordered a cake. And and my wife loves dark chocolates. She loves the desserts, canals, and I always tried to do something special, something different, uh, you know, for for her. So I remember messaging you and said that, look, uh, you know, can you can you do me a cake at short notice? So you replied back saying, okay, what does she like? So I said uh, she likes dark chocolates. She likes her macarons. Uh, she doesn't like alcohol and deserts and and no fruits, and and nuts are fine. So you said okay, and and can you pick it up at the store at you know so and so time? So I, I went I went over from office, and uh, you know I picked up the box and I, I didn't even open it. And we had this thing of a pretend surprise. So you know come back, put it in the fridge, and and open it at twelve o'clock. So I opened it, and there was this giant macaron, you know, and and pink because that is your color for the dark chocolate ones. And dark chocolate, and I think we were doing a staycation at some uh, hotel uh, that time, and uh, and we had it. And uh, since then, like for the next eight years, including like a couple of months back in the lockdown, one has never had to think. Like sometimes you send me the reminder before. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, have, I, have a, I have a I have a reminder in my calendar, and I'm like, oh, Kenaz's birthday is coming up. I'm like, hey, now we can't break this chain. We have to keep going. <laughs> You're yeah, stuck I, with me. You guys are stuck with me. No matter what cake you want, that macaron will arrive every year, yes, uh, hopefully. Yes. yes. And and then sometimes you ask me what to write, and yeah. and then I'm a bit conscious because you know we put everything. I mean, all of us put everything all up. And and I'm also conscious of the fact that whatever I'm writing is going to be up, so so it can't be it that. Can't be. I mean, you don't have secrets between yeah. yourself and your your baker, your cake maker. Yeah. So you can you can tell her, you know, the sweet little things you want to write, but you might not want to put it up on the Absolutely. social media. But but it felt so good, you know, this time in the lockdown, in the lockdown birthday, and we and we didn't really expect it, and uh, and I knew it was a tough time, but it just brought in. Uh, so much joy it's a wonderful business to be in right to be uh, in food and within that in confectionery uh, yeah. you know even within baking and confectionery because it's all about joy to me uh, you know confectionery that's that's i mean that's exactly and you know that's that's one of the main reasons why i do what i do as well and i've uh, especially in the last 6 months i've had to ask myself this question very seriously many times but um, for me it's always about how can you in whatever way or form um just bring a little bit of joy in somebody's lives for that you know for that small moment and that kind of spread across uh, the same messaging was spread across the cafes so it was like for that moment what can i do to make make someone feel better and uh, that's what low 15 is you know a dna sort of built on that and you you absolutely right being a pastry chef the minute i tell somebody i'm a pastry chef or i make cakes for a living you know it just puts a smile on people's face even if i don't give them cake. firstly everyone just expects me to have like cake or macarons on in my bag which yes. i mostly always for some reason i always have macarons in my bag but i think people always expect it and i always tell the story of you know when i was still studying in paris and i was in culinary school I was traveling. I was going on holiday somewhere, and I left the city. And I was at immigration, and somebody was like, "What are you doing here?" And I said, "Oh, I've just come to visit a friend." And they were like, "Oh, what do you do in Paris?" And I said, "Oh, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a pastry chef." And the immigration officer had such a broad smile. It was as if I had just given him a cake. I think <laughs> it's just the memories that you have, right? Like uh, we're part of, you know, some of our, the happiest memories of a person's life. So I don't take that for granted at all. In fact, so food is so much about memories. Even your, even La Fifteen, represents a lot of memories, right? You, you want to tell people about it? Yes. So when I moved back, um, you know, there was this this desire to start this French-style pastry shop, specializing with macarons, and I thought a lot about what I wanted to call it. Um, many names came up, and you know, the the cliche of like uh, sweet something and temptations, and I was like, no, I don't want it to be. The name shouldn't represent. what we actually selling but it i wanted to be a feeling um i wanted it to feel like for for one year that you know when i was 21 i lived in paris for a year 
and for that one year um, Paris was my home you know it was literally my home away from home I had the best memories of that time and I just wanted people to be transported to um, I wanted to somehow make this feeling tangible so uh, Le 15 was the 15th stands for the 15th arrondissement in Paris it's where I lived it's where the Cordon Bleu is where I studied and um, just for that little time when you walk into our store or you you know you deal with any of our products packaging ideally to be transported to Paris is what uh, the, the dream was back then yeah you know there's a there was a bit of a reverse dream which also happened for you uh, in a sense because uh, we we went to Paris uh, I think a couple of years back on a holiday and first of all I, th- I think what he said was very interesting because whenever people uh, talk of Paris and the French and if I recently we started we are watching the first episode of uh, Emily in Paris. Paris and you know it's always about you know the French are not nice or not rude are rude and stuff like that and I must say that you know the 10 days or 12 days we spent uh, over there a couple of years back uh, we had excellent memories and, and you know with everyone was so helpful and, and things like that but the thing is that whenever we go to a macaron place whether it was a tiny Maxim store at uh, Walmart near the, the, the uh, cathedral or of course the, the famous Pera M1 or this is the other one which is famous so La Durie yeah of course La Durie and, and then the one is Champagne and all that we'd always go in and we'd get transported to Mumbai and La Fati so, so there's a bit wow. of a reverse no, I'm being honest I'm not saying this yeah. because yeah. Uh, you know you, you uh, we are friends or things like that yeah. but uh, we honestly feel that and uh, but you were supposed to be a lawyer right <laughs> yeah, for a very brief two weeks. Uh, so I think so, somewhere when I was 16, 17, you know, when you're figuring out what you want to do with your yeah. life and, and how that pans out. So I think, at, at, like I've always been baking, I've been baking since I was six and it's always been a big part of my life. But I never really saw it as um, a career option. So when time came to decide what I wanted to do, someone floated the idea of law and someone in the family and I was like yeah this could be interesting maybe I'll do that and I got into a law college in Mumbai I went for two weeks and it was like when you know in your bones that something is wrong you know I just I just didn't see myself doing that for the rest of my life I knew that I wanted to do something with food Um, owning a cafe was the dream so I spoke to my parents and I said you know I really tried um, and I don't I mean as much as I could try in two weeks but I knew I knew early on and I told them that this is not for me and luckily for me they were you know, they've always been extremely supportive and they were back then as well and this is like 16 years ago right it's when um, being a chef wasn't cool or like you didn't hear of girls going to culinary school or you didn't really see many women in the kitchen so it was even cafes weren't there even even cafes weren't there yeah there were no cafes so it was a very it was a it was a time where it was quite a tough decision and for like an Indian family to say that okay you know our kid is going to go study hospitality and get into this this field I, I think was very brave of my parents as well there was never any doubt there was always only support and um, so I left I went I quit law in two weeks and then I moved to Switzerland to study hospitality so I want to sort of um, you know, dwell a bit on, on, on the reality of running a cafe because uh, I, I remember maybe a couple of months seeing a, um, Instagram status uh, from you or if it, if it is Instagram but the thing is that when you're living in the public eye, then, you know, there are a lot of people who sort of reach uh, conclusions and, and, you know, they give comments. Like today I was frying sausages and, you know, I have some 45,000 followers versus your 7.8 million. But but someone said that, why don't you use a smaller pan? And I'm like, okay, first is you can get me a smaller pan. Two is you can find me some space in the kitchen cupboard to put one more pan in. And like, no, but, but going over the thing, but uh, you raised a very serious point that, you said that you you met someone somewhere, and and you realized that um, that person had the impression that you're actually a rich uh, South Mumbai uh, spoiled girl, and yeah. and all of this came very easily to you. So how do you feel when uh, that happens, and how do you get your focus back to work? Um, because that's not the truth, right? 
You're not a rich South Mumbai girl. It's it's very far from the truth. I uh, I like I said in that article as well that I'm definitely privileged and I understand my privilege. I understand the fact that my parents could afford to send me to school abroad and could give me that initial investment to start my career is is already puts me ahead of many other people, right? I get that. I'm completely. But uh, I don't want to negate all the 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 effort and work that's gone into building this over ten years, and I know the cost of what it's taken to get here, right? in terms of just personal life in terms of just everything else so um, when i first it was actually in, we were in paris on this on this uh, you know like this uh, trip part of this young leaders program and one of the young leaders said this to me and i was just like firstly because i thought my you know i talk about my story quite often i'm pretty open about um, who i am what i do i share everything the way it is and then i was like maybe you know there's something going wrong in my own messaging maybe that's mm. the image that i'm putting out so it did it did make me stop and take stock of um, you know what is the what is reality and obviously in 10 years um you know there have been a lot of successes as well there were many failures and um, both the public and but then i guess you also change and transform in 10 years so it's it's also not fair to think of yourself as you were 10 years ago because there has been a lot of change and progress so i guess somewhere there has to be that uh, shift and transfer in your head as well to just be like okay this is who you are now and this is what people's perception of you is but who are you really as long as you know who you are really and what really matters to you then nothing else matters i think that's a fantastic thing which you've said because you know there there's so many people who are coming into social media and uh, and and they wonder like you know how much to share how much not to share and and more importantly how to react to uh, public opinions i mean we belong to a time like even as as bloggers like finally chopped is going to complete 13 years uh, in a in a few days Uh, so there's this there's this colleague of mine kashi so just as we have this birthday tradition of kenas and your chocolate cake macaron cake so every day on the day of the birthday and i forget every year i think it's the 13th but i'll figure out <laughs> but i know that kashi will send me this whatsapp message saying that you know it's his birthday and and stuff but i remember at that time it used to be like social media was like a diary about sharing like even for someone like you it, it was a bit like emily in paris like you know clicking yeah. and sharing you didn't yeah. think so much but and people were not judging that yeah. much but but there's uh, so keeping yeah, centered yeah. is very difficult right it is and i and i believe like you know all of us from that time when we all started out together whether it was on twitter i think i formed so many deep friendships with people exactly. on twitter and it was such a different time because you could just you know it was like i, I actually had twitter friends you know yes, and yes. Um, you know when you, right now it's it's like i don't even know if i want to you know comment or say anything in, on that platform so mm. it's it's always been sort of you know i had a blog that you would write which would be straight yes. from the heart it wasn't edited it was completely how it was and i think it made people uh, get to know me better so this was before instagram before facebook all of that and i think as um, you know social media came into our lives uh, exactly as rightly as you said the first few years was um just you know just i think it's only in the last couple of years that it's taken a you know it's its own form in a way that um it's it's now serious business as well right there's a lot yes. of uh, you know there's a lot of real money out there there's a lot of careers that are formed there so it's not something that uh, people take very lightly as well it's like a you know media as like a marketplace anyway so now so um it definitely has changed from when we started out but it's nice I, I, I I remember that blog of yours very well in fact I remember sometime back uh, we were recording something else at Radio 1 so Rushina was there Antoine was there I was there completely unrelated and we were talking of those early days and 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 we were talking of bloggers from then and uh, and I and I gave your name as one of them so Antoine was wondering that whether that was more like a love 15 thing but I remember for me it was more your blog it's just that you happened to run love 15 But at that time, La Fifteen was very small, right? So it is almost like a home chef today, yeah. who's who's uh, on on Instagram. Exactly. And um, no, you know, it's you're still like young leader, young thirty thirty and everything. But the thing is that you started sixteen years back or ten years back, like you're saying. What was more daunting, being a young person in the business world or a woman in the business world? So I think for me. Um, youth and inexperience was definitely uh, something that i 
would consider to be more daunting than being a woman uh, just for the simple fact that i was never made to by my by my own parents i was never made to find a difference at home so there was never any special treatment to my brother that wasn't extended to me uh, in fact i got you know my brother still like fights with my parents all the time but i got a lot more because i'm the younger kid i got a lot more freedom mm-hmm. than him oh god yes. i was allowed i was allowed to go out and party <laughs> much later than him and i fought for my rights and i wanted to go out with my friends so i never it was never a mindset or it was never a thing that such a you know inequality will exist i just thought yeah if i want something i'll go get it uh it's only when i started working um and the thing is when you're working and you're so into building something and your entire focus is on building something um i tend to not pay attention to that much of the noise that's around me because otherwise it's easy to get distracted but um what is really you know on the table and i like to look at that so for me as well in the early years it was always about um i need to ha- get a kitchen i need to hire a team i need to do all of this and often times like people would be like oh where's your father hmm. you know uh, how old are you where's your husband and people didn't like take me seriously i found that very difficult but then to me i always took that as maybe i'm young i didn't think of it as being a goal it's only now when i sit and i reflect and maybe um, when i you know uh, look at the uh, disparities like i for example recently a few years ago i rented something else and i had a head of operations who was male and we were at this meeting and this gentleman only spoke to the the head of operations and you know and now i'm like it's been 8 years of me doing this business i you know have some name i'm you know recognized for what i do and he just refused to like direct his questions at me which was quite annoying and then finally when he was like yeah, okay you know like uh, so when will you hand over the check who's going to sign it and then i was like mm, you know like <laughs> that, that's who's going to sign the checks um you know i think it's there it's it's always there and um, it's it's up to you to decide whether you really want to focus on it let it really uh, rule your thought process in your mind or find ways and and just keep your eyes on the prize and say i want to get there how do i make that happen i think that's a very interesting point which you make because if i tell you um, the perspective from the other side and maybe a sample size of one two i think this is a is a market researcher and me speaking but you know there is the part of course where you're dealing with the business part of it the renters and the uh, you know the procurers or your people you're hiring and then there's the way your uh, customers uh you look at you and and your loyal customers over the years and then they keep getting added i don't think that uh, you know when when you're thinking of first first of all is the product which draws one in and everyone has their favorites whether it's the cupcakes or now the recent uh what was the lockdown cake called the happiness cake or something yeah, comfort, cake. comfort cake i mean yeah it was so apt first time uh or or the macarons so you you think of that you you think of uh puja as a person but you don't really think of what's her age or what's her gender or or uh, something like that and i think that it's your focus and and you know you were talking about the various parts which you went into so from a home baker to a retail uh, person to when you started your first kitchen uh and and you know that little studio which you created at that time which was pretty far reaching at that point and and the classes and i remember um i attended two classes there one was uh, your chocolate making class after which i made cookies oh, yeah. my wife keeps reminding me for the only time in my life I, i bought an oven uh for that and then the brownies which again and i think one of them was your first bakes the brownies or the cookies were the first things yes. which you started baking second i made the brownie for my birthday so my own birthday i made a huge brownie cake cut it that's the last i baked to become more of i i love how i don't give you anything for your birthday but can i ask his birthday as a cake so because my birthday is sort of is is her responsibility <laughs> and and then i also remember um, and and i must give this experience that uh, there was also christina's uh, bread baking class so your your place was become a it was not just about la 15 or puja dinga it was it was a platform i remember there was rushina uh, doing some classes there uh, christina and a whole lot of other people yeah. and and you sort of created this platform so um i was in tns then in, in market research and i wanted to do baking and i remember there were two three other folks in my class so in, in my not class my my team who wanted to learn as well 
so i got in touch with you and then uh, i think you organized a class with christina for just us and i, I think two three other people who might you so we all subscribed to the class and we went there and we were like baking and kneading and stuff like that and the thing is that uh, the girls from my team who were my juniors had more experience at least with kneading and they told even baked and stuff like that while i so suddenly like i here i was either a vice president or senior vice president i think i think vice president and then there were my juniors and and but in in that class like they were the seniors and the bosses and i was so it was such a lovely team building uh, uh, exercise which was Uh, again actually, the four runner yeah. yeah we're actually bringing studio 15 back online for 8 weeks so mm. this weekend a uh, whole 8 weeks of celebration starts because uh, i was 7 years ago and so we're doing this in online learning so yeah it's going to be uh, quite exciting and i and i think that that's what it is right about bringing like minded people together yes. and um, you know i have this sort of curiosity and this need to keep learning and seeing how things work what what is new what can i learn more Um, In fact, your your handle stays that uh, stays that as well. Instagram handle. Yeah. Every day is a new learning. New or? learning. Yeah, trying to learn something new every day. But sometimes I'm just like, maybe I should change it because these lessons <laughs> are becoming harder and harder every single yes. day. Yes. Yes. No, but but uh, you know, it it depends. Like sometimes it could be about getting a small thing right. So even yeah. that's a new learning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah completely. Yeah. I I was talking about like life lessons, but <laughs> I'm just like big learnings every day. but you know what i sometimes feel is that it's it's important to have life goals and and you know the big milestones but uh, you know it's it's important to also celebrate these little uh, little victories which you have uh, on, on the way and not just focus on that uh, final thing you know in, in cricketing parlance like taking your singles even when you're not doing sixes and uh, fours now this like minded thing is very very interesting um, you know, i'm going to ask you this question that uh, you know one often sees like you know different people in different groups sort of hanging around together so like for example for me there are a set of you know writers bloggers content creators like kurush and i for example nikhil rushina you know folks like that we we hang around together so similarly there's a group of uh, chefs like you know you thomas uh, pratik and a lot of people who hang around together Uh, Alex, now is is that? Um, and and you all come from disparate businesses, but isn't there a sense of competition or like, uh, or is it like if you on? Do you guys so, even discuss work when you're together? Or yeah, so you know, it actually started um, about seven years ago when I think uh, when Kelvin sort of. Yeah. Um, ellipsis. So uh, we actually uh, started a chefs group, like a chefs WhatsApp group, because hmm. um, you know, like all of us, for most of us, we either were starting our own places, we had all lived somewhere else, moved to Bombay, um, come back to Bombay, and um, I think there was a lot of like, um, I need help with something. Who can I ask? and it just became a great community that you know that came together so we actually started uh, hanging out every monday night because you know as you are you know in the, if you're a chef or you run a, a restaurant you understand that your time is never your time and the time that your friends have off you are never free you know so that's what i was saying the first few years of love 15 i missed out on so much i lost out on so many friendships relationships i lost out on i was never uh, available to go for any weddings i i just physically was exhausted all the time and i know that you know there has to be work life balance and you can't let um work overtake you when you hear all these things but also when you're building something from, from the ground up uh it requires a for at least a certain time it requires an amount of dedication that it's like raising a baby right the first few years requires a lot of intense intense work and then they kind of take care of themselves so for me that those initial years were very tough and i think that i finally found a group of people who were going through the exact same thing as me so um you know whether it is uh, karishma dalal who owns bombay salad who is one of my best friends um you know who i can call up at any point to every day and we always discuss how our day went and how you know what what are we tackling at at work today uh can i can you help me with this um same thing with all the other chefs like whether it's thomas whether it's kelvin manu whoever it is right we're all um whether it's kenas from from rustam so we all are you know um, super tight i'd like to think that it's a 
it's a great mm. sort of uh, bond that that i share individually with all of them and um, it's great to see that come together as well you know whether it is uh, in celebrations or pre covid obviously um now i've managed to get all of them together for studio 15 which is launching next weekend and um, yeah quite exciting to see that happen as well i picked up two two very interesting things from what you said and i think even for people who are like you know starting off on their own one is this importance of uh, keeping a bit of a balance between focusing on what you want to do and and your life and and the fact that maybe you it it gets phased across time so the beginning could be a different period but i think the bigger learning for me is that i mean each of the names whom you mentioned with this uh, you know manachandra karishma kelvin uh, thomas like uh, you know kanaz or rustam you i mean each of you is a like a very big achiever in your field in terms of what you've achieved and people look up to you because of what you've achieved but the fact that uh, you're there sort of for each other supporting each other um you know and the, and the fact that you don't have any hesitation in calling out to people and asking for help uh you know i, I think that that's a great uh, learning i think in the, in terms of uh doing your own thing as well as like uh, the community building i think uh, that's that's yeah i mean most definitely right and especially over the last 6 months it hasn't been an easy time so for me in the first 2 months of this lockdown um you know there there was a lot of support from a lot of uh, you know friends uh, chefs that are uh, i would call them friends before chefs but yes. um you know just understanding what how are they tackling with this situation how are they handling things um seeing things from a different perspective it's always really good to you know to understand and i think that it's i think in any industry it's it's kind of great to have that and i don't think the food industry had that about um you know 10 years ago 10 11 years ago it's only like since the last few years and you see it across cities as well you know you'll see all the chefs in delhi that are really good friends you see it in bangalore and i mean i think it's just for our sanity we need to because you need to find people who understand what this crazy life is like and what you go through on a day to day basis and can relate to you i think that's also a reflection of the way the world has changed you said it was not there before if you see the restaurant industry earlier it was um, you know run by business folks um and then they had people who were cooks not not chefs and and you know so they were like more like staff and and in their own silos and and uh, you know this thing of like someone being a chef who's being at the forefront of of the business and with their personalities and this thing and therefore that networking which which probably happened in so i think it's probably a bit more of the restaurant business becoming a white collar business rather than earlier being more a blue collar and and complete b2b sort of things i think it's a it's a reflection of that yeah. and uh, and of course it's not that there weren't like communities before like yeah. i mean there's so many restaurant workers and staff mm-hmm. who come from uh, outside of the city and and yeah. they you know they hang together or they stay in the same place but uh, i think I it's think, a good i think there weren't that many you're right there weren't that many also stand alone restaurants and mm. so you would have like hotels and uh, you know there were mostly like people from the same hotels that would always be yeah. together but but this cross sort of pollination thing i think even is just the just the advent of 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 just standalone restaurants and cafes and, and and hotels were more like corporate so it's like you know a unilever and a png so sort of thing versus a standalone uh, but um, I, i want to now come to the uh, you know the period of the last 6 months 7 months and you know you've mentioned uh, studio 15 right now uh you've been doing a lot of things but it was a bit different 6 or 7 months back and i think that um a lot of the demons were of course inside which you were not yeah. uh privy to maybe uh, like your friends and uh, you know the confidence were but i think uh, the first big thing was the closing down of that uh, lovely cafe at kolaba i remember for us uh you know we are not we never ended up going to kolaba during the day time so we didn't the once we went for breakfast there but otherwise it would be going to links pavilion for uh, dinner and then going to la 15 and praying that the chocolate macarons are still there but whoever with our friends and all that and you know having our coffees there and and before that baba ling would give us you know ice cream and sesame toast and we smile and try to have it because he can't kind of keep space for that so we got to miss that but yeah. but i remember that uh, you know uh, you 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 shut it down and then you wrote an article about 
why you did so and it uh, came out in the Condé Nast. And uh, in a way, I think it was a reflection of what you were feeling as well as what so many people in the restaurant industry uh, must have been feeling. Do you want to talk us a bit through that yeah. time which was so dark? So, I mean, um, I think for, for most restaurants or, um, you know, I think David Chang put it really well in his article in the New York Times where he said like, it's almost as if aliens have come down from the sky and pointed at the restaurant industry and said, I'm going to take take all of you out and the thing is that you it was just something that as much as you'd say I didn't see it coming nobody could have ever seen anything like this coming so it was one thing that I think you know it's hit our industry the most in, and we, we've kind of um, nobody, none of us could ever see anything like this happening you know, like I say as an entrepreneur you learn many things and every day is a challenge and a battlefield but even for me like something like this was unexpected like I remember when um, I think Gauri from the table called me saying that you know they're they're going to close um, for a few weeks because you know COVID had just sort of started and in my head that was impossible like I you know we've been running for 10 years I think we have never never even for one day been shut except for like monsoons when there was that crazy rain other than that we've always been going so I was like uh, just that first fact of shutting it for a few weeks was scary and then once we you know said that this was the best thing to do it was about the 18th of March we said let's close to the 30th and then we'll figure out and um, you know when you when you when we the first first week was okay you're still confused you don't know what's happening I just decided to take a break sleep uh, catch up on you know my like I hadn't rested in a while so I was like I'm just gonna rest and then slowly, you know, when April came along, there were questions of like, okay, can you restart? Do you want to restart? What is going to be like when you restart? And um, the more I asked myself these questions, the answers were not really looking good. And, you know, in the article, I say that I've always been a super emotional person and everything has always been driven by how I feel and how instinctive I am. Uh, but for the first time, I kind of put that part aside and said, just look at it, you know, logically from the numbers perspective we don't have a lot of runway, we don't have a lot of cash in the bank, uh, contrary to like what people may believe, like this is really something that uh, I built from, from the ground up and you know we do have a set of investors that we got in three years ago um, and that you know has helped the business grow, we opened the cafes, all of that but we were looking at the next step which for us was going to be the packaged goods uh, market, we were going to look at scaling layer 15 in the packaged form and that's what I've been spending the last two years working on and suddenly now uh, you know one thing was going well and now everything was like completely halted and uh, yeah I just had to look at the scenario uh, I knew that the restaurant industry is completely going to be decimated uh, we didn't have that much runway and I just had to cut my losses so I knew that if I wanted the business to survive in whatever way or form I had to take some hard stops like hard decisions and um, it was definitely the most heartbreaking thing I've ever had to do because uh, this was a passion project this was something that I've dreamt of since I was 16 finding that location was you know I think was destiny and the way it came to me and I found it and I found the money to put it together and all of those things right um, so it was definitely not easy and there were many many dark dark days you know just like your mind where your mind doesn't even want to go you're like okay but what if I lose everything and then you know I was actually sitting one day and making a list of pros and cons of keeping the business alive or not and this after we've just celebrated our 10th anniversary and you know just been yes. like oh we made it 10 years yeah and you're like you made the it balloon. Through 10 years. yeah the balloon and like you made it through 10 years right like any business uh, 10 years being successful really like means something big and now suddenly it was like shut everything down shut something down like what do you do so yeah it was um, definitely challenging I mean it's gotten better but we're still you know I don't know when the pandemic will end so I don't want to speak prematurely but yeah it's been it's been it's been its journey the last six months yes I remember you said 30th and it's been actually seven months now yeah and, isn't and, that crazy yes and, and even though uh, I mean now I think from yesterday uh, restaurants can open where people can sit in but I think that um, consumers are wary 
and and so are restorers i mean there's this responsibility towards the staff towards themselves of course uh, there's also a thing for running a business and livelihood that's understandable but yeah. I, i guess everyone will find their own so um what i'm interested in and i'm sure so many people are is that from that uh, those dark moments and it's is difficult for us to comprehend it from from outside but from those dark moments how did you pick yourself up like was there something special you did or what did you do so i mean you know so for the first two weeks i think i was completely you know the, the help and support that i thought i would get i didn't get so i knew that uh, whatever i have to do i have to do it myself for the time being and um, i actually started these leadership uh, coaching like the ceo leadership coaching classes in uh, sessions in 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 feb which actually my coach has really helped me through these last 6 7 months and the first thing that we did in one of our sessions was we look at you know leadership as um there's this chinese word which is veji uh, uh, it's it's i don't know how you pronounce it but it's w e i j i and um you know it's 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 the first part is crisis and the second part is opportunity so you can either look at a crisis and just give up and be like this is a crisis i can't do anything about it or you can just find the opportunity in the crisis so um after going really dark for 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 a couple of weeks i sort of decided that that's not who i am right the, the person i am is 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 i think grit is is what you know one of the qualities that i think uh, would embody what i what i what i think or what i do so i was like okay let me look at the situation at hand um what is the best opportunity that i can find with the crisis that's in front of me and i think that then that helped me kind of get out of that funk uh, put you know some stuff into place i had a great support of my family and my friends who were there to you know just be there for me um and then we said okay let's uh, we're shutting the cafe and when we shut it um i know that i was really uh, oh sorry kalin one second my battery is going to run out of my laptop no worries no worries even i i kept the uh, thing charging because my battery was almost over take a time Okay, listen. So I'm going to keep talking because I'm not too sure how to edit this, and this is the first time we are recording live. But I, I, I found uh, certain aspects, uh, you know, very, very uh, inspiring in uh, Pooja's stories. And and I've known Pooja for a while, but I think it's only when you sit and talk that you get to realize uh, all of this. The fact that first of all, what she said is that she focuses uh, on her work and and not getting waylaid uh, by by things around or the noise around, like she said. uh two is um, the fact that a lot of hard work went into setting up this business but at the same time realizing that there's a need to take out time for herself and with time sort of uh, you know building this balance between work and life and uh, and and then uh, also uh, the fact that you know she she didn't mind sort of uh, despite achieving everything that she has done uh, sort of reach out Uh, to the chef community and uh pooja in case you are wondering i'm just filling in oh, and, yeah, and, yeah 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 because it. i'm, I'm just... not too sure whether i'll record it or just say edit it and all of that data so i was just saying that what what i've learned so far from you because you know we we've, we've met but it's not always that you sit and get a time to talk like this like we just bump into each other and like wave at a distance and you know so so i i think what what i found very interesting is the fact that uh, you said you focus on the task in front of you rather than getting um, distracted by the noise uh, sorry so i don't know i don't no, want to no, no worries no worries no worries I'm, i would keep talking put it on that so uh, so uh, yeah is it on no it's i can on. hear you i i can hear you i can hear you Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can okay. Now it's on. Thank you. Sorry. Yes. No, yes. No, no, no. No. So, uh, so I was just filling in because I, you know, I do this myself. So I can't know if I can edit it or whatever. Yeah. But uh, the fact that you you said you focus on the task in front of you rather than getting uh, distracted by the noise. Um, two is uh, the fact that while you work very hard to achieve your dream, you also realize the need to focus on yourself. Three, um, we've we've discussed it a bit over here, but uh, but I've seen it over the years. that you've been yourself like whether it's in terms of 
what you produce, the way you lead your team, the way you communicate. Uh, you know, you, you've chosen to be yourself. I think for the fact that despite like achieving so many things, you've uh, had the humility to sort of reach out to people and thereby create this wonderful uh, community of uh, you know chefs who are, and 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 you know people other than chefs also were like sort of there for each other. And I think that what you said right now, like before, uh, you know, the charge came in, which is the fact that grit, which is, uh, you know, that there was this obstacle, but to look at this as an opportunity. So we were talking about uh, the obstacle, which is the pandemic, the closure. You're realizing that, okay, uh, funk has been indulged. Now we need to do this thing. So tell me what happened after that. So what happened after that was that I realized that I needed to get some money to keep, uh, to help the team out, to make sure that the business is still alive. And I knew that what I had with me was brand and I knew that I had a lot of love that people had for the cafe. And uh, we decided that, okay, you know, it's, it's COVID and you can't really, you know, do a proper send off and a goodbye to it. So I said, okay, let's just put together an ebook. Let's put together an ebook of the cafe with all our favorite memories, all our recipes. You know, we have everything. It's going to cost us nothing. We have images. We have everything. Let's put this ebook together. Everyone is cooking now, anyway. And um, that kind of saved us. So that um, you know, that 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 decision then kind of saved us, and we're still here today because of it. And um, you know, we had a lot of thousands of people that bought that book, which you know, gave us enough revenue to push through the next few months. I decided to start teaching online, um, and you know, like for me, I, I love teaching and I, I love sharing of knowledge, and I love my personal space. So I would, you know, the best part of teaching was interacting with all these different people, and I was very like apprehensive of doing this online. But my first class had like about 150 people, and uh, I was just like, I could have never done this in my own space and suddenly you know the barriers of, of, of time and space I mean doesn't matter like you have someone logging into the US and someone coming from South Africa and Australia and everyone's there on this platform and you have this you know thing digitally so I was like this is even better and uh, so I started doing classes we actually did two books um, you know everyone was like we're really missing low 15 we're baking a lot I said you know what let's just do the best of low 15 uh, make our desserts at home and it will help us and we somehow you know we managed to make it to July uh, I was uh, you know because of these things I could pay my team that you know that we, we retained I could pay them um, their salaries uh, even though there was like no actual revenue coming in from the pedestry um, and yeah so I you know like yesterday we did this uh, round table with the with the team we do this leadership circle every month and we talk about one of the things that all of us is really proud of that we've achieved in the last couple of months and um, the team was like what about you and I was like you know I, just the fact that we're still alive and that we're here and that the business is still going um, I, I think that's you know the thing that I'm the most proud of and, and tell us a bit about now the new business introductions which are happening like <laughs> the the cocoa for example the hot chocolate and and then the new store at, at palladium you've opened the store yeah. at a time like this talk us to that yeah. so i mean the palladium store was ready to open be opened on march 20th uh, we were supposed to open uh, pre-covid and then it just went on pause and uh, then when malls were opening up they reached out to us and said do you want to open it and i had already made all the investment in the store I paid my deposit I'd done everything and so I was like you know what let's just take a chance um, everything is ready it's not going to cost us anything to keep it up to get it up and running and it will just be like a great that was like my another like you know my love for palladium and it was it, it is a great spot and it's you know quite a big frontage and we just decided to go with it and it's been two and a half three weeks and it's quite promising um, obviously you know starting something at this time is is is, is you know not ideal but at the same time looking at the numbers and looking at the number of people in the mall sometimes I'm scared because I'm like why are there so many people out there mm. but at, on the other end I'm at least like happy that we're, we're managing to do well there. I, I must say that when I when I you know saw the post uh, and, and, the, and the announcement uh, I, I think it uh, it's, it's, it's a sort of a funny image but it gave uh, a lot of people hope the way it did in the 80s, maybe 70s, and maybe a bit 90s, when people would see these Amitabh Bachchan and later Mithun movies, you know, when when the when they were kids, then they would be outside the 
you know, the huge gleaming building at uh, Diamond Point, not Switzerland back then. And then they grow up and in walks, you know, Amitabh Bachchan and later Mithun Chakrati with May Pooja Dingra's face. So the, because that's what it was, you know, because the small counter outside of, uh, you know, the air-conditioned yeah, yeah, glass yeah. front of Palladium to now back, like, right inside. So your own little uh, Diwar moment or something like that. But, but I think that it, it gives so many people hope and when you see uh, people doing something like that. So it's it's, it's really great. And and then what, what about uh, the, uh, the package products you're entering now? So, I mean, so that was, like I said, that was our actual main business plan. Uh, you know, two years ago, three years ago, which is what we raised uh, money for. And um, it's it was actually quite difficult because, um, you know, just it's it's a different ballgame, like getting something, uh, you know, like I have had to learn, unlearn everything I knew from baking and pastry and, and learn everything again. And, um, you know, so while this was chugging along slowly and there were like 10 million obstacles to get this out and running, over the last three months, we've decided to do... Um, whatever we can in our, in our own capacity and instead of waiting for um, the right thing to come at the right time which is like let's just get this out there and the good thing for us uh, in fact for Low 15 as a brand actually um, and you know our, one of our investors always told us this and said that you know you have a very unique problem which is that your brand is bigger than your business um, and he's like, you know, that's a very good problem to have because you can so easily solve for it. Most people struggle for the, the other thing. So, you know, we realize that we do have a very large online footprint. Everything is anyway moving online. All these have new habits are being formed, which would take, you know, like years to change. Me, like I've become such an online shopper and, you know, directly <laughs> buying stuff from pages. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really changed, right? Um, and so for us, we're like, we already have our customer base, you know, uh, brands would spend a lot of dollars trying to acquire new customers, our customers are ready, you know, so we're like, how do we, how do we make sure that we make great products that we can ship directly to them and, um, you know, make this ecosystem of this direct to customer sort of model till we reach a scale where we know which products do really well, which, you know, we, we have a 90 day or a six month testing ground of, of what um, really works. And then we pick the products that we think will scale very well and we say, okay, this is what we want to scale. So we're in that testing phase of checking, you know, what works, what doesn't work. Uh, what customers like, what are the price points that work. So it's, it's like a testing ground. And for us, it's, it's, it's great because we have instant feedback. You know, we, we know when people love something, when they hate something, what they'll pay for, what they absolutely won't. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a good place to be in in that aspect. No, I, I completely get what you're saying about uh, the power of the brand. Because I remember like the day you said that Bandra Lock 15 is opening, like straight away we went and uh, <clears throat> ordered. And um, like I, I know a young writer friend of mine from Calcutta, I think she ordered your hot chocolate and had it this morning. What I find very interesting is that um, you speak um, so so um, expertly and confidently of, of marketing speak and marketing lingo. And, and, I, and I, I can say this with a fair bit of um, uh, experience since I belong to this world. And, and you're not, to the best of my knowledge, an MBA or you've not really worked in a, a corporate setup or a consulting. But I think that that's also very encouraging, right? Because um, often people feel that, I mean, how can I start a business? Okay, maybe um, I'm a housewife who, who cooks or I'm a young student, boy or girl who likes to bake. And of course, we've got Shivesh's example. Yeah, one of your early proteges who's <laughs> such a big uh, name in himself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In fact, I must say, I was doing this class on uh, building a brand on Instagram the other day, and I gave you and, and Shivesh as, uh, you know, case studies, uh, which people would know. And, and uh, of course, you won't say the fan. But I think that's quite encouraging, right? I mean, I mean, any message from you for people like that who feel that, how can you I know, do this? Honestly, for me, I remember. So I, while I don't have, I, I, you know, my degree in hospitality had some business aspect to it, and we did have a marketing class. And I think that uh, for me, in that class itself, was uh, you know the first few, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get what 
what the value system they were talking about i couldn't understand uh, very the- theoretically what that class was about but i think that everything else comes very naturally anyway if you're running if you're an entrepreneur and you your entrepreneurial it comes very um, at least it came to me very intrinsically like this was just things that i would think of like okay for example if you're a home chef or a home baker um you know for a fact that nothing is better than word of mouth right um, no amount of money that you spend on advertisement will be better than you eating that macaroon that you tried that day that i got at rushina's house yes. and you tasted it and you're like oh this is great and because you like something you'll go and tell 10 other friends about it and then they'll eat it and they love it so for me the intention was always you know we never had marketing but it's we've never had money to spend other than just giving people our products and i i i truly believe that um that is something that everybody can do so you know it it doesn't cost a lot it's um so when it's it's what sampling what people do in supermarkets right it's about uh the more you get people to try your product the more they like it 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 will work so i don't think you should be intimidated by the fact that i don't have either marketing money i don't have knowledge right now we have all these uh, social media tools for us which are all free to use and you just have to know what um, you know who your audience is and how to reach them i think that is once you align those um, everything else will kind of fall into place i think that and also the fact that um, which you which you didn't mention that um, that it it was sampling in a sense but it was not selling like it it's not that you felt that when the macaron was coming to you that there was also other hand coming out saying that okay now you know, <laughs> what is it it was just about enjoy the macaron yeah right because i've seen it sometimes when we've uh, been at uh, dinners like for example where the international uh, chefs and this that and and you would just go and give them their macaron and uh, i mean what could they do i mean they would just yeah. maybe eat it in the hotel or at at night when they're hungry in a different time zone yeah. Tell me a bit about uh, before we close about Studio Fifteen, which you said is starting tomorrow. Yes. What, uh, what is that? This this weekend. Okay, so, this week because it's yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, we are we are basically taking Studio Fifteen and the the whole uh, idea of uh, collaboration and getting chefs together uh, online. So it's going to be eight weeks, and there's going to be a class. There are going to be classes every weekend. Um, all classes are priced at fifteen hundred. All classes are for an hour and a half, and there's everything from uh, you know Chef Manish Mehrotra who's going to teach you Indian accent at home, uh, Chef Manu Chandra who's going to do pizzas. Um, you have you know cooking with Gresham. Shivesh Shivesh is doing a class. we have 30 chefs and it's it's just um, you know to see all everybody just like come together and do this uh, it's it's quite exciting i'm going to be for me i'm the most excited because i'm going to be everybody's virtual assistant so i'm going to be the assistant in class who's going to ask all the questions and you know take the class forward so i am really excited because one i get to learn from all these chefs and to like i can finally because my my cooking skills are terrible so i'm going to use the next 3 months the next 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 8 weeks to become like top chef your dad is the cook and chef in the oh family, my god right? yes yes he's You've been sharing lot of his recipes i honestly in all of lockdown we haven't you know as as a family that used to order out a lot like we used to order order in a lot we used to order a lot of food and um you know I haven't missed anything because anything I'd be like, oh, dad, today I feel like chili chicken. He's like, you know, on YouTube watching some aunties wow. make chili chicken, and then he's making it. Or then he's like, you know, he'll call my friends and be like, acha, give me this recipe, and someone will give him some recipe of something. So it's 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 beautiful to see. You know, I wake up every morning, and when I'm leaving for work, I just peek into the kitchen, and dad's there, like you know, doing something with some masalas, and I, I my dabba comes uh, from home, and meals together have just taken a. a whole new meaning so you know you we were talking of younger siblings yes and, uh, and uh, so i i completely get what you're saying because i was the elder sibling uh, and my brother was the younger pampered one and now we have two little cats yeah, little kittens <laughs> and here is the little one little nimki who's uh, completed two months in our house today oh wow so yeah little nimki and and he really goes behind baby loaf who's the elder sibling Wait, I'm taking a picture of us. Wait, <laughs> got to do this. He's looking at you. Hi. <laughs> so now he, he he knows oh. where the camera is. He, oh. he literally knows where the camera. Hi, look here, look here. Look here, look here, look here. Oh, oh, okay, time off. Time okay, off. got it. <laughs> <laughs> so he he really sort of uh, you know chases his elder brother, right? 
and and uh, once i once we finish this he's going to get on to the chair and do his own little uh, podcast oh, oh no, no 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 okay i think he's typing some messages to you saying that okay so i'm 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 um, I, i think it's time to say goodbye uh in this chat but but i'm so glad when that we did this because okay i'm going to take off the wire before he drags brings the house down i'm so glad we did this because you know we've known each other for like uh, almost more than a decade yes i i don't think we really had an opportunity to sit down yeah. and chat like this except once when i interviewed you for the channel which i ran with ifn right. when i think your second book was coming out or things like that but i i think that in the course of our discussion i mean i've been observing things which you're doing but but today one got a peek into the way you think the way you approach life and and i think that there was a lot for me to learn in that i'm i'm already thinking uh, when i'm listening to you should i try this should i try that including for the first time doing a zoom recorded uh yeah, interview, yeah. which i think is is going to be a great idea i think yeah. uh you know uh, then you're not sort of focusing on the comments which come in oh i that that just and all that and yeah yeah i mean that was a bit of the early days of the lockdown but i think that but i think there's a lot to learn in terms of uh the the focus the the way you take on on uh, obstacles the way you're just moving ahead and the fact that uh what you just said in terms of being a virtual assistant to all the chefs which which uh, you know talks about your spirit of wanting to learn at any given point i think often we tend to forget that i i, th- I think this is maybe maybe could be a younger sibling thing because as an elder sibling <laughs> uh, you know you're supposed to have a slightly more dominant personality yeah. so i think that's something which i need to learn about but but thanks so much pooja it was absolutely fabulous talking so to you thank you so much for having me and, thank uh, you and and i'm sure that there are lots of people who are going to leave with lots and lots of takeouts so uh, take care all the best for everything which you keep doing thank you bye thank you bye. so much bye 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 bye